Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. moments where I genuinely cannot believe that we're living in real life. <laughs> no, because it's just like, listen to the story. Donald Trump, who is the president of the United States, got a call from his friend, Kanye West, <laughs> to save a rapper from a Swedish prison. <laughs> this sounds like a headline written by a newspaper on LSD. It's just like <laughs> the craziest shit ever. Although, when, uh, well, what did the rapper do? Uh, he was accosted by a fan. Um, video, it's, it, it seems that he, he the rapper ASAP Rocky was not the aggressor. Uh, his bodyguard was trying to defuse the situation, but a fight ended up happening and occurring, okay. and he is being held on uh, assault or something. And Kanye West got the most powerful man in the world to help out. Yeah. yeah. Although, Jay-Z could get a hold of Obama and do various things. I, mean, just, I don't know. Presidents and their celebrity friends. It's not, it's not new. Right. 
It's not that crazy. Who knew they had rappers in Sweden? Oh, he's an American rapper, and he was over visiting. Oh, I see. Um, so we have no idea, and neither does anybody else, what tomorrow's uh, Mueller uh, testimony thing is going to look like. Um, He'll get Mullered. It's for video gamers. <laughs> Do people still say that, Sean? Not as much, no. <laughs> I think it's going to be... I think it, I think the needle is going to be, at least for tomorrow, is going to be somewhere between nothing and good for Trump. So the, yeah. and that any testimony that could be new would be about the origin of the thing, and that could be good for Trump. Now, echo chamber-wise, if Mueller does just restate things that are in the report, and as I understand it, according to Axios, they're going to chop that up into audio bits and put it out in social media, and they're enlisting uh, journalists and celebrities and anybody else with the hashtag retweet Mueller to get parts of this out because they realize nobody read the dang report. Well, and the alphabet networks and cable news networks are absolutely spoiling to be their assistants sure. in, in doing that. So Yeah, yeah, they're unhappy that nobody read it or wasn't bothered by it enough by it or something like that. So Right. How that's going to play out, I don't know. Didn't, wasn't there a like a 0 to 1% change in people's attitudes? Yeah. Well, only about three, Trump and impeachment. And only all? 3% of people read it. Yeah. So everybody just went with the headline of he walked out and said I'm you know I'm not charging him or anything like that and that was the end of it for a lot of people right yeah uh, um, so we'll see what happened tomorrow what what the Democrats are hoping to do is change these numbers the most recent poll uh, should Congress begin impeachment hearings only 21 percent of people said yes to that should should Congress begin impeachment hearings and they're trying to get that number up right there are about 90. House Democrats currently that want to begin impeachment hearings, and they're trying to get that number up somewhere in the hundreds, hoping that, that there'll be a tipping point. So mm. That's what tomorrow's about. and We'll cover it. We have no idea how we're going to cover it yet. It kind of depends on whether or not it seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, feel our way as usual. If it's good, we'll hang in there. If it's bad, we'll bail. Yeah. It could very, very quickly look like it's going to be not much. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of uh, quick notes uh, via email. You know, you can mail uh, email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether you have an opinion you'd like to share, an experience, or something we ought to be talking about, and you all do a great job at that. Oh, by the way, greatest snail mail ever uh, tomorrow. We got a present from a listener. Fantastic. Just I'm so happy with it. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. And this is right now. Uh, Al Anonymous writes, uh, I was chortling at Bernie's $15 an hour wage thing. Oh, did you hear what's her name? Uh, Tlaib? The, uh, the, uh, the communist gal from, uh, Detroit, who's part of the squad. She's calling for a $20 an hour federal minimum wage. There you go. The arms war. Then you win, right? Well, until somebody says 25. And, and I actually heard a guy on CNN today. I don't know where he crawled out of, and, and I'm sure they they hustled him out at gunpoint and told him to never come back again. But he said, "Listen, this whole thing." He was talking about New York, of course, because all media centered in New York. He said, "Listen, the minimum wage in in New York City ought to be different than upstate New York." <laughs> wow how do you how do you have the same one? And they ignored it like he hadn't said it and moved on with their their moronic discussion. It was just astonishing. The idea of a national minimum wage you you could not open a coffee shop shop in Pumpkin City, Pumpkin City, Oklahoma, which is an actual town. Right. Um, you couldn't open a coffee shop there. No, nope, no way. With fifteen dollar an hour employees, It'd be no. impossible. No. Impossible. You barely can in San Francisco and New York, as has been proven. San Francisco 
the San Francisco Chronicle has done articles about various bookstores, coffee shops, whatever that had to close when they established a minimum wage that made it impossible to stay open. But right. you certainly couldn't do it in a lot of parts in the country where the, where the people with the best jobs in town make $15 an hour. Right. Yeah. Not just the people and they own big coffee. houses. Yeah. So listen, anybody who actually is advocating for that is either so lacking in intelligence or, or life experience that... They really shouldn't hold any office whatsoever, but it's a great pandering point. And because the adults in the room know there are enough adults, adults in the room that it'll never pass. And so they can claim they're for it all day long. Then the numbskulls go out and vote for it because they think they deserve a certain amount of money just for being able to fog a mirror and you get votes. So it's a good pandering issue, but it's absolutely crazy. But anyway, uh, so you remember we were talking about this uh, yesterday, uh, Bernie said, we're going to pay everyone a living wage, and we're going to have unionized campaign workers. And as it turns out, it's way too expensive. And anybody who's putting in a little extra effort, then because they're salaried through their union, was getting less than $15. So he had to say, no extra effort, which is pretty appropriate from a guy who kind of liked the Soviet Union. Um, so he's dealing with that. We, and that's the context in which this, uh, from which this uh, email emerges. Gents, writes Al Anonymous, uh, when I worked with NATO in Italy supporting the, Kos- the Kosovo mission, we had an operation going on when all of a sudden the good folks from the Netherlands said, we're leaving for the day. We said, there's a mission going on. What do you mean you're leaving? They said, and I quote, <clears throat> sorry, our commander's overtime funds are gone until they're replenished at the beginning of next month, so we have to leave. The military, in the middle of a military operation. So, yes, the Dutch will leave if their commander's overtime coffers are empty. Probably applies to other countries as well. Still can't believe that's how some countries fight wars or not. That is a great example of a country that's gotten so down the ideological road, they no longer make any sense. I mean, they just they don't understand how absurd uh, what they're doing is. And then one quick thought on mental health days from a teacher. This is the you know idea what? in Oregon now, where you can uh, you can be too sick to go to school and it's an excused absence, or right. be too uh, not mentally in the right state of mind to go to school and it's it's an excused absence. First in the country to do this, right, right. And we got this note from uh, is the name okay? I don't know. Everybody's the world is so uptight right now. I hesitate to even give listeners names <clears throat> to protect them, just you, because yeah. you never know. If some, you know, super progressive school board member is going to go crazy. Get them doxxed. Right, exactly. So we'll just say anonymous again. Uh, I've got a perspective on mental health days. Uh, I went to a small private high school where mental health days were basically an inside joke. It worked by just asking your parents to call in an excused absence on the basis of uh, it yielding better grades. Maybe you need to finish a paper for the next day or you're overloaded with AP classes. In most cases, that's advanced placement. For those not hip to that. In most cases, the culture was such that the parents were cool with it. A key point, though, it wasn't as it wasn't abused as much as you'd think. It was only used by juniors or seniors who knew that every grade mattered for college. Back to our uh, previous discussion this morning of how obsessive and weird the whole college thing's begun. Uh, by that point, most of us realized that being sick was more trouble than it was worth. You had to actively follow up with every teacher to catch up. And if you're an athlete, you can't practice or play, blah, blah, blah. Um, Of course, just like socialism, this only works with small groups with strong social norms. People didn't abuse it just because it wasn't cool. 
I doubt you could pull it off in a large school where there's a strong diversity of investment in the college process. My school had 45 people. So the point is, it was a small enough culture that everybody knew if you're abusing it. And it didn't matter that you were following the letter of the law. People knew you're violating the spirit of it. But yeah, you go to big public high schools and start letting kids do that. Well, the, the result is obvious, and it will be precisely what you know it's going to be right now. So I would bother telling you it'll be abused like crazy. I would hate navigating it as a parent. Yeah, yeah. We actually we got a couple of notes from people who suffer from pretty serious depression. So that was that is the single worst thing you could have done to me is told me because you're really down, you can stay home. Oh, and I, wallow in it. I don't suffer from depression, but I suffer from a wake up in the morning a lot of times and I don't want to go to work or school. I have my whole life. Yeah. And if you and nobody introduced that idea to me. My dad introduced the opposite yeah, idea. That's of, hilarious. Go. You got to go no matter what. Uh, always for the rest of your life. That's the rule. Um, but if somebody introduced to me at a young age, if you're really not feeling like it, you can stay home. Oh, my God, that could have changed my entire view of the world. Right. And have been very hard to recover from. Yeah, you know, it it almost reminds me of the idea of fidelity in marriage. If you, like your dad's message was, you have one choice. You're going. So stop thinking about it. Why are you mulling it over whether you ought to go or want to go? It's immaterial. Go. And if you approach marriage that way, you know, I'm not going to. There's zero chance. Forget it. It's not an option. It's helpful. Just don't even think about things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Trust me, as a guy uh, tempted by everything, (laughs) you got to go with that. I'm not going to have a drink before I come to work, you know? Well, help me calm down. I'm in a bad mood. I just lift my mood. (laughs) No! 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 That's not on the list of things you can do. It'll be interesting to see how this works out in Oregon, though. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. You know what, you progressive soft heads? And please, uh, if if it's <laughs> happening at your school or with your kid or with your son's best friend or whatever, please do text and email us because we'd like to hear about it. Yeah. Um. What did I have a follow-up on? I had a follow-up on, oh. You know, uh, there's gender, been a lack, gender, lack of follow-up on following up. Gender-neutral bathrooms uh, showing up oh, more places. Oh what my. they're doing at Jack in the Box now. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the big stories of the day, Marshall will be talking more about this. Boris Johnson is now the Prime Minister of Great Britain, which matters because if anything ever goes, which matters mostly to me because I'm a I'm whom I am. Uh, things go hinky in the world. The most important thing going on in the whole world is the relationship between Great Britain and uh, America. And it's now Trump and Boris Johnson dealing with Iran or North Korea or whoever. And the other big story is the uh, Mueller testimony tomorrow uh, in front of two House committees run by Democrats who are feverish to try to get this whole Trump impeachment thing going again. And we'll see if anything happens, and we'll have coverage of that tomorrow. I have a feeling the Democrats are going to swing and miss as if they were badly fooled by a changeup. 
I just I think the big story tomorrow is going to be what a non-story it is. I think old man Mueller is going to go full on, uh, you know, uh, like the undertaker he looks like. He's going to have very little to say. Again, I refer you to the report. Um, Thank you, Congressman. I refer you to the report. Somebody sent me this. This is from the Jack in the Box they were at this morning for breakfast, by the way. A thumbs up from me on your choice for breakfast spots. Jack in the Box. (laughs) (laughs) They got a wide variety of morning treats, Jack. Sure. Uh, The bathrooms are now this. It's got a picture of this. Is this real? It's got the 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 international symbol for female, which I'm surprised is still allowed because it's a skirt. And then the man who's just appears appears to be wearing panted, yeah. And then because women aren't allowed to wear pants. And then one where the man it's a straight leg on one side and then a skirt on the other, and then handicapped. So it says all gender restroom. Anyone can use this restroom regardless of gender identity or expression. Yes, expression like you're frowning or smiling. <laughs> Not really. Sorry, you can't poop in here. You look pensive. What what does uh what does that mean? The way you look, I believe. Okay. All right. I look like a doughy suburban idiot. I'm surprised this has caught on. As I've said for years now, it's a loss for women. I would think women would be fighting back against this more than men. Right. Because women used to have the cleaner bathroom. Um, uh, everywhere you went, and sure. now it's all soiled by uh by 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 men, and uh, you know whatever homeless person does decide to go and right. do their daily bath in there. Well, and listen, there was a, a real value in if a woman opened the door to a bathroom, there was a dude in there. Danger, danger, get out! Something very wrong had happened. But now you're a bigot if you walk in. There's a dude lurking there, and you don't know how you should behave as a woman. The rest of it, it's just absurd. It's weird, but it's clearly, I mean, Jack in the Box feels like they have to do it so they don't end up in the Starbucks situation, I guess. Is that what the deal is? I'm fine with Jack in the Box, but now you have Jack in the John, huh? That's clever. Eh, not really. <laughs> Sometimes I do it just to stay in practice. What percentage of people are happy with this? I wonder. So this is one of those things that's happened for some legal reasons, a lot of virtual signaling reasons, but... If you got people to answer anonymously, how many people like the bathrooms like this? It wouldn't be very many, I don't think. I wonder. I don't know. I, I have no ill will against anybody of any expression or that other list of things you said. Um, not at all. Um, I find this absurd, though. It's completely absurd. You know what? It doesn't you... have an effect on me. I get cleaner bathrooms as a guy. Slightly cleaner, but yeah, probably mostly about the same. But if I was a woman, I would hate it. Oh, I hate the idea. Whenever my wife has to go in a grungy bathroom, I hate it. Oh, yeah. I suffer for her, not as much as she is, but I hate it. Um, and this is just grunging up the bathrooms of America for women. You ought to march against this. Never mind the dang uh, meow hats and Trump and the rest of it. March against this in the streets. Oh, speaking of things you ought to march about, got this great note. I, I, I tell you what, liberty, the very idea of liberty is kind of going away. People just don't, they don't value it anymore. They just want a, a safe utopia. But the whole anti-vaping craze, got a great email from a listener about that. It's helping people quit smoking by the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands. It just uh, Everybody needs to lighten up. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you don't want your kid to do it, teach your kid not to do it. 
What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, the FBI director warning about China and other cyber threats, and Britain's new prime minister, Bojo, bringing a definite change in style. Bojo brings a change in style to Great Britain. Fantastic. news. I'll be happy when we institute a government-regulated one-story-per-day rule, maybe two major stories per week. It'll be better for everyone. It'll keep you safe. Mm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, FBI Director Chris Wray says it is indeed China that poses the top counterintelligence threat to the U.S. China! China! During a Senate hearing today, Senator Lindsey Graham asking Ray, The Chinese. What are the Chinese up to when it comes to... Uh, counterintelligence operations and bad things. (laughs) So, Mr. Chairman, I would say that there is no country that poses a more severe counterintelligence threat to this country right now uh, than China. That's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. uh, And I don't say it lightly. I I tell you this from my experience dealing with uh, FBI counterintelligence people who are limited in what they can say to a geek like me, but if there was only China. The FBI's entire counterintelligence uh, department would be busy all the time. Right. So, but as we learned uh, last hour talking about the motion picture business, right. you can't make a movie that says anything neg- negative about China. I mean, there's the FBI director basically saying China's our biggest threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've got in the world. You can't make a movie or probably a TV show because it'd be a lot of the same companies where you would depict any of this. Right. So they've got that. And 53% of Americans have a positive view of China while the FBI director's up there telling Lindsey Graham uh, they're the biggest threat out there. He went on to say the FBI's investigating more than 1,000 cases of U.S. intellectual property theft and said nearly all of those lead to China. Lindsey Graham, though, asking about another cyber warrior threat. Are the Russians still trying to interfere in our election system? The Russians are are absolutely intent on trying to interfere uh, with our elections through through foreign influence. Everything we've done against Russia has not deterred them enough. All the sanctions, all the talk, they're still at it. Well, my view is until they stop, they haven't been deterred enough. And, And they're still doing it. Yes. He went on to say that Russia will again try to interfere with the upcoming presidential election. Former London Mayor Boris Johnson is the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. He's going to be facing the same challenges outgoing uh, Prime Minister Theresa May failed to resolve in managing Britain's exit from the European Union. But uh, Boris is telling this nation that he and his party are indeed ready for the challenges. I read in my Financial Times this morning that there are no incoming leader, no incoming leader has ever faced such a daunting set of circumstances, it said. Well, I look at you this morning and I ask myself, do you look daunted? Do you feel daunted? I don't think, I don't think you look remotely daunted. And I think that we know that we can do it and that the people of this country are trusting in us to do it, and we know that we will do it. So it's another example of uh, one of the uh, important democracies in the world who have said, ah, enough with the way we've been doing things. Let's try something different. Yep. It's something. You know, I'm looking, I'm doing a quick search. 
UK voters have vacated the Brexit middle ground in favor of the extreme positions of either revoking it or going no deal and just saying screw you and getting out. I just wondered how support is for that right now because it barely passed Brexit originally. You know, lowish turnout. Well, he's he was the face of Brexit before yep. the vote. Didn't think it would win. And uh and now he's going to be the guy who uh Ushers it through, for better or worse. Okay, I, f- I found it. Oh, that's in the East Midlands. Okay, so they have it region by region. Let me see how the... Oh! Oh! Uh, 53% of Londoners say re- revoke it and stay in the EU. It's 53 to essentially 38 who say, now nah, we got to get out. So big majority of Londoners want to stay in. Out in the uh, countryside, it's 48 uh, 53% say get, and only a third say stay. The northwest of the country, it's uh, the majority say let's get. Similar to the and U.S.? In Scotland, the, a large majority, well, I'm sorry, a majority say uh, remain. So in England, similar to the U.S., a, a, a pretty stark difference between the city dwellers and the country dwellers. Oh, yeah, yeah, practically a reversal. From the Cal Unicornia file, another cautionary tale emerging. According to the latest government street count, Oakland, California's homeless population soared 47% between 2017 and 2019. One of more the, services, more homeless people. One of the biggest two-year increases of any California city. If you make it easier to... You can fill in that blank with anything you want. You'll get more of it. It went from about 2,700 in 2017 to over 4,000 this year. The spike reportedly shocking many people at City Hall, coming despite efforts by the city to tackle the homeless problem, including the creation of community cabins and the opening of a safe RV parking site. So you spent more money on the homeless situation and you end up with more homeless people. So you've got the do-gooders, who I think are not paying attention to reality, and then you combine that with the number of people that are just making money off of this that want to perpetuate it, because it's become their livelihood. I don't know how you're ever going to stop this cycle with those two things working in tandem. Oakland's homelessness rate is now 940 per 100,000 people. That's higher than San Francisco and Berkeley's rates. Congratulations, Oakland, California. There you go. Now, by the way, at the next barbecue you go to, be aware. Greasy food can set you off. Penn State University researchers have found that downing greasy food can trigger a feedback circuit in the brain, causing you to eat even more. No. And the same area of the brain also controls binge drinking. Yeah, that explains last night. The last night of my uh, my brother and his wife and yeah. his, his kids being in town, my mom and dad in town, the rest of it. So that was the first night we all could hang out together. And so yesterday, Monday was like a Saturday, and right. it was it was quite the uh, quite the to do. You know the best thing about the tri tip? It's a fine uh, cut of beef. Oh, I mean, delightful, delicious, uh, marbled, uh, flavorful. Etc. The best part of it is that you can cook up a tri tip, and if you do it right. You got a little well done at the end. You got a little medium. You got a little medium rare. And if you got the, the magic touch, 
You even got a little chunk of rare in the middle if anybody swings <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah. It's a fabulous cut of beef. Fantastic. Oh, it is. I, my highest recommend, five stars. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I didn't know greasy food, I didn't know greasy food could make you eat more, though. Yeah, it sets off triggers in the brain. Huh. That, that prompts you to eat more and more and more. Greasy. What does that mean? So I mean, that's not because why there's like potato salad. I, I never eat potato salad, but it was really ribs, good. potato chips, all of those kind of foods. Especially hmm. potato chips, they say. Oh, really? Yep. yep. Well, that's, I mean, uh, the yeah. why is interesting. The fact that that's true, I think, is disputed by no one. Yeah. You get started on potato chips, you're doomed. I'm pretty good at not taking the first one. I don't find that very difficult to do, to Mm. not eat a first chip. Mm. But if I eat one, I am going to finish the bag. Right. And especially now, uh, again, uh, Lay's potato chips are a fine potato chip. We Absolutely. Love them to that's death. what potato chips, that's what God intended them and to be. Wrong. They are don't all think God so knew about Maui onion. Back in the day. No, that's not a potato chip. <laughs> You're saying God doesn't know about potato chips? <laughs> when he was originally doing all this stuff, I think that was part are of the theologian f- free will thing. <laughs> are you a theologian? I don't know. Did he have the answers <laughs> the at the beginning? Oh, He's right. omniscient, you fool. <laughs> All-knowing, all-time, all-being. God knew about potato chips, Dorito chips, (laughs) corn chips, all chips. I guarantee you God shakes his head at these bastard flavors, though. Oh, listen to you. Listen to you. This is the sort of thing that brought about the flood. You're a chip racist. That's what you are. Barbecue, sweet Maui onion, sea salt and vinegar, salt and pepper, my favorite. I just don't remember, and on the sixth day, there will be snacks. Mm. I don't remember reading that. Um, Well, he didn't mention dachshunds either, but they're here. You know nothing about the Bible. (laughs) So... um, one thing about uh, running for president uh, you might think is important because the media told you it is, it ain't. We've got that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Up at the cable news, the MSNBC, and they've got the uh, the little headline under there: Trump's approval hits new high after attacks on minority congresswomen. I actually haven't seen the new poll numbers, but um, if he went up during that whole thing, that's got to be confusing to the media. Anyway, is there a cause and effect there? He's been huh. going up. He's been going up little by little for a while now. Yeah. Um, I I th- I really think it's mostly the economy. How real time are these polls? Are we getting? Does he say something on Sunday, and the poll <laughs> results that we get on Tuesday are from the previous Thursday? Nah, it doesn't oh, it happen. That, doesn't happen that fast, really. <laughs> and the, the shorter the polls are, the the bigger the margin of error usually. But right, anyway, right, right. um, I want to get this. I'm I'm actually looking forward to the next round of Democratic debates, which are next week. Which makes me a weirdo. I realize. I just I just want to see what the strategy is. I want to see how many people. Having seen Democrats and Hispanic groups and a variety of people say, you're all nuts. 
those positions you took last debate. Are right. you crazy? Right. That's from Democrats. Yeah, and I'm and hearing I, that openly discussed on such uh, poo piles as CNN and MSNBC, so it's not like a, a little-known opinion at this point. So I want to see, are they going to walk this back or change their tune or stick you know, double down or what's going to happen? I'm kind of interested in that. Um, but uh, Nate Silver uh, is a regular on... ABC This Week with George Stephanopoulos. He's a guy, he's got a website and he crunches numbers. And they were talking about money in politics. Because you regularly hear these reports of who's raising the most money. Pete Buttigieg raised the most money. Ooh, money raising for Beto's way down, blah, blah. How much does this matter? Yeah. And I've never thought it mattered very much. Well, this is Nate Silver's answer to that. So let me give you two words. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush raised $156 million for a presidential bid in 2016. He wound up getting a whopping 2.8% of the vote in Iowa. So, yeah, Bush's funding came mostly from outside groups, whereas Democrats like Pete Buttigieg, especially Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, raise a lot of money from small donors. That's more sustainable. It's a better indicator of actual popular support. But when political scientists have looked at this, they've found that polls, not fundraising data, is a better leaning indicator. When polls dry up, the money usually does too. Just look at Beto O'Rourke. He raised $6 million in the first 24 hours of his campaign. As he's dropped in the polls, he raised just $3.6 million in the past three months. There's also a bit of a ceiling in the money race. Raising money quickly is good, but after a certain point, you literally run out of good ways to spend it. There are only so many ads that voters can tolerate. And just one more thing. Fundraising matters less in presidential races than in races for Congress. That's because the presidency gets so much attention from the media that having people like us talk about you is worth more than all the ads you could buy. President Trump, who raised relatively little, got an estimated $2 billion worth of media attention in the 2016 GOP primary. So no, I don't really buy that fundraising matters all that much right now. Sure, I'd rather have more money than less, but I still think that polls are the better indicator of popular support. <laughs> bang, bang! <laughs> the sound effects are really starting to distract me. <laughs> so keep that in mind anytime you hear a breathless report about who raised how much money in what period. It just doesn't matter. There's a low ceiling. You've got to get there to be able to uh, to compete. But once you reach that fairly low ceiling, everything after that is just kind of wasted. You just yeah. don't need it. Yeah. I, I, As he said, there's only so many ways you can spend the money. I was intrigued by the notion that Trump, in this instance, got X number of dollars worth of coverage. Two it, billion yeah, dollars worth billions. of Yeah. And, and I just I wonder if over at the MSNBCs and the Alphabet Networks and the New York Times, it's starting to dawn on them. I don't get the appeal, but we're promoting the hell out of whatever the appeal is by constantly talking about Trump. Mm. They will never pull back on coverage because Trump hatred, uh, you know, uh, gets clicks and sells newspapers and the rest of it. And they know that. Two words, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush has become a... Like an example of things that have gone wrong in politics. Yeah. <laughs> or candidacies yeah. that went wrong. He raised a gazillion dollars and got 2% in Iowa. Not a villain, just pathetic. No, seems like a perfectly reasonable guy. Right. Nice fella. You can advertise a dumb message, you know, all day long. The more you advertise it, the worse you're going to do, actually, if you got a dumb message. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, Jeb was just a limp shrimp, wasn't he? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I found that interesting. It's another one of the dumb things the media talks about a lot. Who raised how much money when. Right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Right. Who won the debate? I'm not looking forward to uh, tomorrow necessarily. Uh, how to? I am. The... I'm just curious. Uh, but I, I'm. Be- I have every reason to believe Mueller's just going to be tight-lipped. 
He's got all sorts of rules binding him now uh, about prosecutorial conduct and all, because he's now, they subpoena him. He asked to be subpoenaed so that Justice Department rules would apply to him. And so now he's, he's, he can't say anything bad about anybody who wasn't charged. Well, our reporter earlier said, but if he does, there's not a lot of recourse for punishing him. So if he decides to go rogue. Just start singing like a canary. He's yeah, naming just, names. And now yeah. let me get to bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's funny because we're talking about Robert Mueller, who is famously reserved. And dignified yeah. and, and a follower of rules. He's not going to, if he goes rogue, that means he'll put on a brightly colored tie. <laughs> it doesn't mean he'll start saying, and we couldn't get Trump, but I want to see him breaking rocks in the hot sun. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and that's Weasley Sanchez, too. I want him in Leavenworth. <laughs> not going to happen. I don't care how much you want it. Those Weasley uh, sons of his, too. I want it so bad. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it'd be funny if he'd come out and said, I tell you what, starting with the president, there's like four or five people ought to be in jail. Just kidding. Read the report. I'm not saying anything outside the report. Go ahead. Ask your idiot questions. Hilarious. Hello, Nancy Pelosi here with my seven to nine frightened grandchildren. I had to buy them all fidget spinners and a big bag of Werther's butterscotch candies. Now, final thoughts. Oh, man. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, boy. Let's get a final thought from everybody. It's our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marsh. I, I was just going to say, ever since we did that last story about barbecue, man, I am craving barbecue. I'm going to go get some tri-tip or something already done mm. up. Oh, oh yeah. I'm hungry. Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, it's going to be a big week with Trailer Time with Positive Sean. The uh, Maverick trailer, the Top Gun sequel, 30 Years in the Making, is currently up. Tomorrow, I will have the Tom Hanks-led Mr. Rogers uh, film, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yes, cool. Michelangelo in the control room. Final thought? All right. Check out the latest podcast on armstrongandgetty.com. Joe Getty and Positive Sean will discuss popular cheese dips and how they relate to Bible passages. (laughs) Did God invent Velveeta? Listen and find out. Jack, do you have a final thought for the folks? I think we should institute the Oregon policy now of mental health days. If you just feel like you're not into it that day, you stay home and that day would be tomorrow for me. Well, I'll just stay home and let you all talk about the damn Mueller testimony all you want. And let's see, carry the four. Yep, I've done the math. If my family had stayed in town one more week, I'd weigh 1,300 pounds. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yep. 1,300. Yeah, I'm gaining 50 pounds a day. <laughs> it's really it's really something. Ay, <laughs> caramba. Fantastic. It's like being on vacation. You're just eating things you did. You're drinking. And you're, it's just, what What am I doing? Mm. What is happening? Can I love these people and be glad to see them without taking in 4,000 calories? How much of it was at a restaurant or versus at home? Um, I don't know. Maybe 25% at a restaurant. Yeah, We didn't really go out except once, and I ate like a hog. Of course, I went home and ate like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, be let a... me check my pants. I may have a corkscrew tail back there. I don't know. I just I've got to take a look at myself. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another uh, grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us if you have a thought or, or there's something we ought to be talking about. Send along the link. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whatever it is tomorrow, however it plays out, we'll have it for you. And our commentary, of course. 
And mm-hmm. Pence, Pence ought to be hung in the public square. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.